0: episode number 13 lucky 13 today we're happy to have as our guest master alejandro mora of salinas taekwondo academy he's had over 30 years of martial arts experience and trained thousands of students in taekwondo he won the 1995 mexican national championships and took home second place in 1996 moved to the united states and since 1998 has been the owner and head instructor of the salinas taekwondo academy he's super positive and always seeks to find the good in everyone he works with let's get to the interview All right, welcome to this episode of the Artist of Motion podcast. Today we have Master Alejandro Mora of the Salinas Taekwondo Academy. He's been the owner and head instructor since 1998. He started training at eight years old in La Piedad, Michoacan, Mexico. He won the 1995 Mexican National Taekwondo Championships and took home second place in 1996. To date, he's trained over 2,000 students and promoted over 30 black belts since taking over the school. He's a wonderful human being, devoted husband and father, and he's treated me as a brother since I met him. I'm stoked he's appearing on the show today. Master Alejandro Mora, how are you today, sir? Very good. Really happy to be here, Steve. I'm stoked. So, tell us a bit about your background. You know, Where did you start training? Well, I already gave away the city, but you were you're eight years old. How did you start training, and what are you doing today?
1: Okay, I start wait, at the age of eight, and my mom wants me to be busy doing something, and to the... Well, mainly to learn how to defend myself, like a a lot of kids, you know, a lot of parents, that's what they look for the kids when they start doing martial arts, and uh, we found the only school that was in my town, in La Piedad, and uh, she signed me up, and since then I've been practicing Taekwondo.
0: I think we made the joke one time that I think you've been practicing Taekwondo as long as I've been alive. I'm 36 this year, so... There you go. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, probably <laughs> you were in diapers. There you go. Okay, so uh, you've also done a few some training in some other systems too, right?
1: Uh, yes. Um. Uh. Well, Taekwondo, some Karate, and Judo, um, and kenpo Karate. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you're one of the most positive, motivated guys that I know, and what I'm curious on is. How do you take that positivity and that motivation skills and help influence so many students?
1: I just, you know, I'm happy what I what I do, and I try to help. Uh, that's the main reason, you know, to help other kids, uh, other students to reach their their goals and, you know, to motivate them. And I need to motivate myself and seeing, you know, another instructors and other friends. Uh, I just, you know, feel... Uh, that I'm still learning and through the teaching I still learning too, and uh, I think that's mainly I, I just love what I you know what I do and and I'm happy to do that
0: that's awesome you know they say if you love what you do it's never really going to work a day in your life but it's a little different I think when you got 40 kids running around uh, well there you know there's
1: this work too you know it has to be some work in that area right yeah it's I have to yeah yeah, it's not easy sometimes to you know control little ones, but uh once that you have the system and you know older students um they help you to to lead the little ones
0: to to behave and make you job easier we're recording this in january twenty eighteen and I know back in December the school had its 200th promotion test. Yes. So I was happy and privileged to be there for that particular test, and uh, it was probably the best one I can remember in in quite some time. It's just everybody was moving with purpose, everybody had energy, the whole nine yards, and it was a long exam. So my question is, how did it make you feel watching these guys get out there and give their all that way?
1: How I feel, of course, I gonna like. It feels great, but it also what it feels greater. I think that's correct to say. <laughs>
0: sure, why not? Is <laughs>
1: you know I have the support of you know black bills like you and Matthew and Abraham and uh, uh, well uh, Joseph uh, and the other junior black bills uh, Feliciano and Chris. I was surprised that he was there and he he shared with us part of his his journey. Yes, that makes me really happy. And you know the the kids uh, they perform. I think they were looking for that test too. They 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 uh, they see that it was really important for us, and they took it like it was really important. It's gonna be really important for them too, and 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 they put all the effort there. And 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 I was it was a long time. I I mean it was a long promotion test. Took a lot of, around five hours, I think. Yeah, it was almost six. Almost six, yes. And um, but everything runs good that's the important part we organize, that you help a lot to yeah. you to lead it not about yeah. me <laughs> not about you. okay no no yeah i know you, you you never want to <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I'm, I'm really glad that with all the black belts and all even the parents they they were you know helping a lot and and
0: yeah big shout out to them
1: yes yeah it it, it you know it takes a lot of patience you know we waiting for the kids to perform and Help to organize and control the kids when they're in the second room waiting for.
0: Yeah, Chano did a great yes. job with that one. Yes. So, two hundred down. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when we get to the next two hundred, huh? Hopefully, we can get to the next two hundred.
1: <laughs> well, it hope took what?
0: Let's see, it's two thousand It takes around. And it was nineteen ninety eight. So there you go. Twenty years from now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: think we'll. I'm gonna still have energy. i gonna hopefully, you know, everything's in uh, working condition. Yeah, and <laughs> well, we'll see. Hopefully, it's a it's a big hope. And, and yeah, we'll by see. that
0: point, your kids will be teaching.
1: That's another hope. <laughs> <laughs> Shout yeah. out to the kids who might listen to this someday. Yeah, they they like it. They like it. I I you know, uh, I don't know if they're gonna like to teach and and you know continued with my work uh probably at least one of them <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, i got one for 3 on that one, so you know anyway yeah. yes but good times mm-hmm. okay so let's let's go back to some of your training history i mentioned in the in the intro i uh, took home national champion for uh country of mexico in 1995 and then runner up in 96 mm-hmm. so how tell us about your training that got you to that point you know what did what did you do to stay so motivated to keep training because that's that's not an easy thing you know taekwondo is one of the biggest arts in mexico yes i, I don't know if it still is i mean you can correct it, me if i'm wrong is it still is, the biggest
1: it's still the biggest yeah the the the, the martial art with more practitioners in mexico
0: okay so, so that, yes. that means it's a really big field of competition
1: It still and it was a really
0: you know yeah Okay, so Competition, tell yeah. us how that training was. How did you keep yourself motivated and driving to put in that much effort and that much work?
1: Uh, I uh, don't really, like... When I started Taekwondo, I never thought about competing. It was just, you know, like, learn the art and uh, influence for some movies and, and uh, you know, what you can do when you know martial arts. You can defend yourself and... uh my mom mainly also. Besides, I had a tendency to gain a lot of weight, and, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, this is a good thing for him." And and I I just knew I when I start taekwondo that I'm not gonna uh, stop. I was planning actually. One of my cousins asked me like, "Oh, and how long are you gonna do taekwondo? Or when are you gonna get to black belt?" I didn't know how was the system, the belt system. I just started, you know, putting. Uh, Numbers and imagine you know, how long will it take. And I told my cousin probably when I am fifty five, I'm gonna be ninety degree black belt. Nice. But I, it was just like my my thought in that moment. I never thought like oh, I'm gonna do it for one year, two years, three years. It was just like and happened to be practicing with uh Patricia Mariscal. She was uh, in the national team for five years and and uh, um, she was a uh, second place in in in, in Korean the the first or second, I think it was the second world um uh, Taekwondo championships. Wow. Championship. Yeah. And um uh she went to Olympics in, in uh nineteen ninety two. they were in Barcelona, right? Nineteen ninety two. Yes, so. yeah. She went to Barcelona. Unfortunately she didn't uh place, but uh it was a great experience. And but I still used you have to, re- to
0: say you competed at the Olympics.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And she yeah, and you know I was um when she was in, in in break from the from the Mexican uh, um, uh, committee from uh, from the Olympics committee, uh, they um, she used to used to tell me like, uh, "Oh, I think you know the girl from the United States is around you hide. I need you to practice with me." And you know, I was like, okay, and I used <laughs> to be every every morning like around ten ten thirty. Practicing with her and and doing some sparring and yeah, I learned a lot from her and and uh, my instructor is more like traditional yeah her husband well well her ex husband uh, <laughs> but um, they 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 were a really good team and they still be good team even though that you know they are not together as a as, as a couple but they still as a as a martial artist they still training and and Teaching, and nice. and um, it's 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 great because I learn a lot from her. She has a great spirit and a lot of a lot of uh, indomitable spirit. Nice. <laughs> and uh, she just motivates me. that she's like, "Oh, you can compete. You're good. Uh, try it. It's gonna be a good experience." And uh, and I just you know keep doing it. The feeling was good. To be honest, when I start competing, I probably lose uh three out of four <laughs> of the of, of my matches when i first you know started mm-hmm. the the this this journey of uh competition but later on you know start balancing and and it was good very good times but it wasn't a good winning got on win streak. Uh, yes mm-hmm. and 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 uh and later on you know things had changed i uh you don't have sometimes the opportunity to continue competing, and and but I have the opportunity to continue teaching,
0: and I'm here. That's awesome. Well, well I'm happy you moved here because otherwise I wouldn't have gotten to meet you. So I'm stoked on that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've been one of my best friends I've ever met. Uh, Thank you, mentor, friend, teacher, all of the above, and you know you treated me like a brother since the first time we met. You didn't have to do that, but I really do appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's truly my honor. Um. So what did that daily training schedule look like? You know, you were how old at that point?
1: When I used to practice, when I used to compete? Yeah. Okay. I started competition, um, like, a, more seriously, when I was 15 years old. And, and um, it, it was, like, back then, uh, already, like, uh, you were in the seniors in, in uh 15-year division. It was kind of hard because you had to fight with... Grown man, you know. I was gonna say, you
0: got people like what, up to 30,
1: 35? Yes, and could be, it was an open division, and you're still a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you still yeah. feeling bad. I have the, uh, you know, the, the luck or the opportunity to, to win my first state championship when I was 15 years old. And I went to nationals. I didn't play. I didn't, you know. I I won my first match and my second match. I I you know I get eliminated, but it was a good experience. And to tell you, the second year I didn't make a state. I get out of you know I I, I was eliminated before. Uh, we we went to nationals and but when when I was uh, the next year I make it again in the state and and that's yeah
0: okay yeah so. You were you know, fifteen when you started, so you're still in school at that point. Yes. So you you know, you wake up, you breakfast, whatnot, you go to school and then after school you go straight to Taekwondo or how uh, did that yeah. work?
1: That was it was my my routine was like uh when I started competing I actually I was in in um starting what you well it, it would be like ten in the ten grade? grade. Okay. And I I used to have the 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 class at seven P.M. and A.P.M. Uh, but sometimes I used to hit, finish my school at 7:40 P.M. It's a kind of weird. Uh, we start at 12:40 the classes, but
0: okay. So yeah. not in the morning; it's afternoon. Yes, and
1: I used to run to school, get my classes, go back, go to Taekwondo. Usually, yeah, um, I used to take the the, the the last class, eight to nine, and later on is when my 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 instructor she used to. Uh, invite me to teach uh, work with her in the morning like practice mm-hmm. with her in the morning I used to practice around 10 10 30 in the morning and then go to school at 12 we start class at 12:40, and then go back after Taekwondo after after school go back to Taekwondo and practice you know for an hour a today Yeah, sometimes nice yeah not, not every day but uh, three or four times out of the week yeah nice
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when you're young and you get all the energy, you can do that, right? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah absolutely. And before that, I, I remember before when I was in like a ninth grade, it was in the morning shift in school. And I used to go to the Taekwondo uh, around four because over there we have to give some service to the dojang. Mm-hmm. And that way we can, well, to test for your black belt. And it was when I was getting ready to, for, to test for my black belt. And I used to practice, well, to help the instructor at four o'clock the class with the little kids and Mm -hmm. then go uh uh, practice at five o'clock and six o'clock and sometimes i just stay there to help you know a little bit or just talking with other students and it was like a second home for me you know i spent three four hours a day in my when i was in ninth grade i love stories like that
0: yes (laughs) you know (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. And later on is when I, you know, start the, the 10th grade, is my, the, the school is when it changed mm-hmm. and I have to adjust my, my schedule. But I was a black belt already back then, by then. And, um, and I did like, I did
0: that for uh, two, three years. Nice. Yes. And then, uh, moved here to USA and then eventually landed where you're at now at the Taekwondo Academy in 1998.
1: Actually, I start well. I I started teaching in nineteen ninety seven. Okay. But yeah, I started teaching in nineteen ninety seven. But uh, uh, I I took over the to school in ninety eight. Uh, in ninety eight. How okay. they end of ninety eight? Well, I think yeah.
0: yeah. I think that's. Uh, I started training <laughs> like December of ninety eight. I took two classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first uh, style I studied, and I've been active ever since. And I think I met you in like, I don't know, first quarter or second quarter ninety nine. So I've been. Yeah. yeah, sounds almost sounds twenty right. years now. Yes. Yeah, long time. Yeah, and we look the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a hundred pounds heavier than I was well, when we met. Well, but we look
1: the same, heavier, but the same. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you got, you got less injuries than I do, but yeah, you don't really look a whole lot older than when I met you. So. <laughs> I was a kid when we met, and you know, yeah. it is what it is. So uh, that's that's an extensive amount of training in an early period in your life had the opportunity to work with somebody who was part of a national team. That's, that's a major motivation. Somebody worked, went to the Olympics even. Mm -hmm. How did you stay motivated to keep training after you had moved? And now you're up here in a different situation.
1: I think it's just something that start getting into your blood and, and and you cannot quit. I have, uh, another f- good friend that we used to practice together. Also, he was a member for a couple years of the national team. And uh, Jorge Torres, uh, he was a heavyweight. Uh, I'm not that heavy, but, but <laughs> I, I used to help him too a lot. And just, you know, seeing him being there, and and he's really he was a really nice guy, nicer than me. Yeah, really. That's saying something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're one of the nicest guys I know.
1: Yeah, and and you know we used to be a group of uh, friends, uh, just working with him sometimes. And when he comes the weekends, uh, practicing Saturdays, not all the Saturdays, but some Saturdays and Sundays, and vacation time, we used to hang, you know, together and and keep practicing, and and you know that that friendship that that. Um, um, you know, it's like a second family that you you have. Until this day, we're still in communication, and they're really close friends. Well, they're far, but we're you know we still like connected. Yeah, your brothers. Yes, and um, I I love that. You know, I love that feeling. And and most of the schools, probably not all the schools, but most of they they have that kind of you know integration. Mm-hmm. And and I I, I I love to my students feel that way with other fellow mm-hmm. students, and and um, it, 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 that's what motivates me a lot. You know, like like how they give the other kids the same opportunity that that I had, it, even for my kids. You know, they they see the the like my my kids they see other students like. Even my little one, when sees uh sees some like a Peter kids, it's like, a, oh, my, I want to go with my cousins. It's like, okay, well, if you, yeah, they're cousins. Why not? There you go. <laughs> yeah, they they you know they 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 feel that connection too. They're only you know he's only five years old and 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 uh,
0: you know yeah he's basically he, like born into the school.
1: Yeah, and see, he see these kids and they just you know call them like oh my cousins and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's great it's great and they, they'll the kids see him like cousin too you know they, yep. they yeah and and it's something like i love to to see in my own kids and my students and and well there's times like when we do have to do sparring and we get mad at each other but as brothers we do that too with yeah. our own <laughs> brothers right yeah
0: yeah just normally you don't try to take your brother's head off but yeah you know, well, maybe, maybe you know maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah It's it's a uh, that sense of family that sense of that community is huge um yes. i was talking about it with somebody at work the other day and they they asked me how how do you describe yourself i said I'm a husband, father, and martial scientist. I can't separate martial arts from who i am it's a it's a part of me mm-hmm. and I've got to say it's the same way for you because everything you do revolves in some case there's martial arts involved with it yes you know even even in I watch how you uh interact with your kids, even if it's not teaching of taekwondo but you're you're teaching them a life lesson. It's like I remember him teaching me that same principle in a taekwondo lesson he just applied it over here to you know. You know, put your hand on a firebox or something, you know, it's the exact same principle. It's just really it, it's always fun for me to see that because it's you have people that do martial arts and you have people that are martial artists. Yes, there's a difference between yes, the yes. guys who do it one day a week for two hours and the guys who live it and breathe it every day. Exactly. You know, and yeah.
1: And you say I hear from other masters like, you know, this and we say it, it's a lot, uh, way of life. Mm-hmm. And I love this way of life. And I want for my kids to have this way of life. And, you know, I see in you guys, like uh, other black belts and other instructors that, you know, they're really committed to to the martial arts. And they're still learning. i still learning. I, I still, you know, every day that when I teach and when I see another instructor teaching, I learn from him. I learn from them. I can apply it in my, you know, that's why. To, to earn a degree you need to have experience in teaching you have to have experience in in in, in seeing martial arts mm-hmm. live in the martial arts it's not just like okay it's a funny story one of the kids one time get a black belt and he quit like the second month after he gets his black belt and we he said when I can get my second degree and, and it's like okay you need to have at least one one year mm-hmm. from your first degree back up to the second and he quit and one year after he came was like i want to test for my second degree I said no you misunderstand that you need to be involved in the martial mm-hmm. arts you need to be training and you know in helping uh, you know another uh friends yeah, with it's, with, it's with not the, about the rank arts. it's the knowledge that you get yes and you need to be present to you know to get that knowledge, it's just like I you know. Just appear and appear, and I am ready for my second degree black belt. It's like
0: n- doesn't happen that way. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to learn if you are not here. Yes, you know. Yes, um, it, it's amazing to me. Uh, I I'd actually, for one of the the previous podcast interviews, I did, I did the math on like how many students it takes to get to black belt. You know, because one of the questions you hear all the time is, you know, how long does it take the average student to get the black belt? And the answer, of course, is the average student doesn't make black belt. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's somebody special, because across the entire industry, we lose fifty percent of our student base at every level. Mm-hmm. So if you start with a hundred wipeouts, you get you know for Taekwondo, the next level would be yellow stripe. So you start with 100 hundred belts, you only get fifty yellow stripes, and yeah. then you mean you only yes. have twenty five yellow belts, mm-hmm. which I mean yeah up up the chain right. Yes. So I did the math on it for uh, uh, a guy named Mike Andrus's uh, podcast, who he teaches uh, another Korean inspired style. And the, the ranking system has the same number of ranks. But I think it was like one out of every like 375 students that makes Black Belt. That's, Probably, that's yeah. like .004%. Find me any other industry where that's a good thing. You know, .005% chance of success. Huh? I mean, that is, you, you would never make it as a baseball player. You'd never make it as, you know, as an accountant. You'd never make it as anything with that kind of a success rate but Mm -hmm. that's what it takes to wear that black piece of cloth around your waist to keep your jacket closed. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, the the people who've gone on and earned that are just really dedicated people.
1: Yeah.
0: On that same podcast, I told the story about Javier and when he took his test and um, the the whole, I relayed the part about normally I'm sitting on the board that particular day I was playing Master of Ceremonies because we had enough people that I didn't need to do both Mm -hmm. and Uh, when it came time for his test, you looked at me and called me over waiting for me to talk, you know, ask questions or whatnot. And I remember distinctly the question that I asked him was what do you, you know, what did he think his biggest asset was? And he thought about it for a good 30, 40 seconds before he answered. And he said, I really think it's my forms. And the reason he thought it was his forms is because that's the only time that he gets to practice every bit of his basics, all of his movements and whatnot without there being other outside distractions. He can be inside himself. He can really work on that technique, really be defined. He's what, 11, 12? He's going to be 12 yeah, this year. Yeah, that, that's crazy for that level, that young of a kid to have that mm-hmm. elaborate of an answer. Um, I disagreed with him. My answer to him was, I don't think that's his biggest asset. His biggest asset to me is that he's coachable. It doesn't matter mm, who it is yes. that, that wants to pull him aside to talk to him. It could be somebody higher rank, lower rank, the teacher, you know, the random you know it doesn't matter. He listens to everybody and tries to find value in something that they say.
1: Yes. That is yeah, that is
0: that's correct. Such a positive lesson for every martial artist to it doesn't matter what rank somebody's wearing, it doesn't matter how long they've been training. Y- you've taught now for I mean professionally at this school 20 years. Yes. But you were teaching for how long before that?
1: Uh since I was uh 16, 15 years old. Well, when I was helping my instructor. And since then I've been teaching. It means that I've been teaching for uh,
0: 30 years. So 30 years of experience. As you said earlier, though, even teaching the white belts, you learn stuff from them. Yes. Different ways of, of portraying information, different ways of positioning something so that somebody can get it there's the flip side to that is that the student has to be coachable. they have to be willing to listen, yes, and I was really, really happy with the way he answered that and the way he his attitude was and, and that goes for the other two people who were testing for black belt as well but that that particular one I really wanted to see what he was going to come up with. I was really proud of that one yes uh it's really it's,
1: uh, you know he loves martial arts he doesn't do any other sports you well, no. he does, the only he does is it's Taekwondo. And I'm surprised when I talk to the parents, when they, they tell me, oh, well, by this, he comes to the class every single day, and he stays for two classes, mm-hmm. sometimes for more. And he helps, actually, sometimes he practice one class, and he loves to help in the other class. And besides that, he goes to his house, and he... Look for videos, martial art videos, and he that's tries awesome. to learn. And then he try he comes the next day and tries to share with us what he learned from there. Mm-hmm. And that's a good example for any black belt that you know you keep to keep you know learning and mm-hmm. to keep uh, uh, experimenting and and you know what is work for because you know how we know every single student is different mm-hmm. and you know the skills are different and the you know, the level of learning is different and, um, we need as much help we, we, we can from other students. And how I say I still learning from my students. I still learning from other instructors. And I, sometimes I, I start, uh, analyzing, you know, what's, uh, uh, was the purpose of anything mm-hmm. in in the martial arts and 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 it's
0: you know it's it never ends no it doesn't yeah it's yeah i have a uh one of my guys who got promoted to yellow belt so he's been with me for a year and he did a phenomenal job on his yellow belt test um you i was watching him move the other day and you can tell the light bulbs are turning on all the time Things are clicking for him all the time, and he stopped in the middle of class yesterday. And he looked at me, and he goes, "And that was it." He just was silent. I'm like, "You okay?" And he goes, "I think I just realized how much there is to learn." And I go, "Ah, you had that moment. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for you?" He goes, "That I'm going to be doing this the rest of my life." Great. That's Freaking awesome. Great. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's, that, that's exactly what you want to hear as a teacher. You yes. Uh, you've got some of your guys now have been with you for, well, Peter's been around since what, 99? 99, yes. And then Matt's been around since 99 or 2000. In the same, yes. Abraham since 2004- 2004.
1: Four,
0: five. Ish. Yes, yes. you got guys that have been there now for 10, 12, 15, almost 20 years. Yeah. Joseph has been there since. 2001, I think. He's right behind me. He started six months after me. Yes. But I didn't, you know, he was there the whole time and I had 10 years off because yeah. you know <laughs> couldn't kick with back surgery, so, you know. Yes. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and, they're, and they're there every Ch- week. Chano, he
1: technically, Feliciano, <laughs> he technically grew with us and he Literally, was, he grew up there. Yes. He was four-year-olds when he started. And he's 18 now and yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It's great. Yeah, I'm, Yeah. I'm feeling old now.
0: wiser wiser yes there you go (laughs) okay so who do you think has been your biggest influences in your martial arts career my biggest influence in martial arts could be multiple
1: Uh, well yeah definitely my teacher Patricia my instructor uh, Rodrigo Mares uh, well they were my first instructors Mm -hmm. and and um, she was my f- she teach me in my first class and she was great uh my instructor is a little bit um uh, his he, um rodrigo mares uh, yeah he was a uh, great example as uh, as as you know how to carry yourself how to live uh as a martial artist yeah they w- he the discipline that he has and mm-hmm. and uh how he loves the martial arts and also he started when he started teaching when he was 15 years old he has his first school when he was 15 years old wow yes and uh, they, they were the first influences and of course uh, I see um uh, my own students uh when they 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 keep taking they keep going they keep learning and that motivates me you know like like i, I need to keep going i need to learn from them I'm, and uh when i start learning I, all the th- teachers uh are different and and i love to to learn from them in different areas uh sensei omura he some people think like uh he, well the way he teaches just like
0: he's a old school yes. hard-nosed judo teacher
1: yeah he just tells he tells you what is in his mind in the moment and he just tells you He's not. He's not going to put any flour in there
0: to yeah, make he, he it look good. He doesn't pull any punches. <laughs> he's he's going to be exact to the point because he knows if he can get you to correct it, you're going to be better for it.
1: Yes, and 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 you know, I like him and, and, and the way he teach and some I cannot teach how he teach. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just different and 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 he does that. For, he's been doing that for I don't know how many years.
0: Yeah, he's had some national champions and he taught as well. Yeah, he yes. brought up. Uh, I think a couple of his guys went to the Olympics.
1: Uh, and actually, one kid right now, he won. Uh, uh, he got second in the Pan American Games. Nice, 12 year kid. Yes, in his division, he just came back in November. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't November, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I great. Got yeah, and you know, I see him how he teach, and it's like, wow, he teach really good. Completely different that I teach. I think. But, it, you know, it's just different. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Abraham teach good. And, and you know, how I say, all the instructors influence me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and, and, and I, I try to get better because I want to be better for them too.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love hearing stuff yeah. like that. Yes. And, yeah, that's what motivates me. Okay. So you had uh, the biggest influences were your first two teachers. Still pulling influences out from, you know, anybody you can spend time with now. What do you think the biggest challenge in learning how to teach is? In learning how to teach, when the teaching, uh,
1: sometimes we, we can be good uh, practitioners, but uh, definitely I'm going to tell you a quick story about me teaching a five-year-old girl. And when I lose control, he, she make me lose my control. It's like... A, I teach her for, like, a, a, you know, different class. But that day, I spent just one-on-one. My instructor told me, teach her her form, her pumse and taipa, mm-hmm. kata and karate, right? Teach her. Okay, I teach her pumse, and she got it. I was really good, you know, like, like uh, feeling real great. I'm a really good instructor. i mm-hmm. really good. I was 15 years old back then, and... Later on, I see her and I ask another kid to stand up. I help him for like a three, four minutes. I see this kid, I stand up, the other the girl, and she forgot her phone say, and it's like, oh. I I, I technically yell, but you already, you knew it. What happened? You know this form. I lose control there, it was like, uh, and my instructor look at me, and it's like, what happened? And I feel so ashamed that I could not, you know, I lose my in my control there. Like, I, I promise to myself, like, you know, I have to, from now on, I need to control myself because I'm teaching little kids. And they're going to forget that two minutes later after you think they know it. <laughs> right. Attention span in nanoseconds. Yes, exactly. And 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 it was like yeah, now I see Lori, this, the the movie <laughs> I know what they're talking about. No, excuse me. <laughs> but but um yeah that 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 moment made me realize that you need to have patience to teach and uh just understand, you know, like, different, you know, know, different kind of students, some of them, uh, without having classes of teaching. Later on, I have to take courses of how to teach martial arts, but it's not just like, oh, I'm a black belt, I'm going to start teaching. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen. I make so many mistakes. I lose so many students, uh, because probably, I nothing sure, but probably because I I make a mistake. Probably because I I didn't uh, make them keep the motivation to to keep going, and, and I I was focusing probably in 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 competition and teach them how to be a good uh, fighter mm-hmm. when they just want to learn the art, mm-hmm. they wants to learn self defense, and they don't want to compete. You know, you you start thinking about you know why they stop with this and I if during these years, especially when I start teaching like formally in the school i I know that I make mistakes and I, that's why I tell my students like uh, I try to they have the 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 opportunity uh, to have someone to correct them and to tell them what they did wrong in the in the class and they can correct it i didn't have that opportunity mm-hmm. i was like uh throw to the corral with a bull yeah and yeah. And, and and just like
0: yeah like, here you go have fun
1: yeah uh, without having any instruction how thing to teach and and later in the, with the years that when i see courses of you know um, some conventions of martial art conventions where they know that they're going to be another instructors uh, sharing the way they teach and sharing what they teach sharing uh any experience that they have i used to attend it i did it for many many years and it, 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 it was not easy it, 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 i have sometimes students oh i'm about like God, I want to start teaching and i said no i'm going to give you the opportunity to come and help and learn how to teach and we have another instructor that they can or give you orientation and mm-hmm. you have make mistakes and and we're going to be there to correct you and, and, and help you without losing any student. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's always fun when you get somebody who is really gung-ho and they want to teach and they want to be part of that. You say, okay, I want you to show them this and I want you to show them this and I want you to show them this. I'm going to give you three things that you can go show them, right? Just because otherwise you're going to send them out there and you get the deer in the headlights look. They just walk out and they go, okay, everybody bows in and what do I do now? Yes. And then you get panic and then it's just not good at all. And uh-huh. you start but repeating he, the same thing over yeah. and over and you have to go <laughs> to the rescue there. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and, well, Even the ones that sometimes you give them the three things. Or even if you give them one thing sometimes yeah. they go, I know how to do this. I have no idea how to present this. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of what it would be like to be in front of 30 people. And then again, time to go to the rescue.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, you know, another thing that I, I, happens when I start teaching here in the United States, mm-hmm. you know, my English is still not good, but I, now you can understand me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but when I first started teaching my English, my accent was heavier and, Technically, I have to do the class with air. I have to teach and you know perform and every every single thing. That I I used to used to say, "Follow me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my word. Follow me, follow me, follow me. And it's harder to teach that way. What it's such because sometimes you you want to to how do you say well you want to uh, break every single thing that you're teaching yeah, for the student and the communication you know doesn't allow you to do that mm-hmm. uh, and it was hard it was a big challenge for me and now it's easier i can explain uh and i think i can you know communicate better and make
0: it easier yeah it's uh, tough the, you get out there and then uh yeah especially when you get that student who you can tell they just they really really want it and they're just not getting it yes yeah,
1: Yeah, you don't want to explain exactly what, you know, what it's about, but, you know, the, the communication barrier. And, mm-hmm. and, but now it's easier. and <laughs> uh, It's m- more fun. And,
0: yeah. So for people out there who are new, like they're just starting to learn how to teach, what's the first thing you try to get them to understand?
1: that every single student is different that you of course you're gonna teach a class but you're teaching uh... Kevin, Pablo, Juan, John you know and they're different mm-hmm. and some of them they're gonna learn in a different way you're gonna be teaching your class but sometimes we have to approach to the students uh, different yeah and some of them, they're going to get it faster than the other ones. And that's the main thing, you know, when I they start teaching. It's like, a, yeah, this is the way we teach. That's what I, we teach, but keep in mind that you're teaching...
0: 30 well, different individuals. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And the 5-year-old is not, not going to be the same as the 7-year-old or the 9-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, you know, they learn different some of them they get it faster mm-hmm. there are exceptions yeah there's five-year-olds that they'll learn like looks like a 12-year-old mm-hmm. but you know they're it, you're gonna figure out there you're gonna see it and you're gonna know I tell them know the students know Carlitos No, mm-hmm. Brian No, every single kid and even you know the way you're gonna motivate one is gonna be different than the way you're gonna motivate the other one probably mm-hmm. For one, you say, okay, if you do this good, when I start running, and for one kid's going to great, when I run, and for the other ones go, like, oh, this is punishment, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> or, or or vice versa. Sometimes yeah. you need to be, you know, given a little punishment to the kid. You know, I do ten push-ups, and the other the kid next to him is like, can I do twenty? Yeah, like, go for it. Go for it, and it's like, a, and you realize, like, oh, he just think like it's a prize mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a, like a really like uh like a yeah, there's no punishment for him no so. punishment is yes. yeah. and you need to you know find a way you know like uh, some kids that you send him time out is gonna be like at the end of the war for him' it's like no don't you know like mm-hmm. don't send me to you know okay, if you don't work hard, you're gonna be in the corner mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna work hard, another kid is like i do I don't wanna do anything send me to the corner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they're trying to get out of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And then there's a whole different dynamic in teaching between teaching kids and teaching adults. And that's that learning the differences in those is almost just—I mean, that's harder, I think, than than learning how to teach it in the first place. Is you got to communicate differently with adults than you do with with kids. Yes. You know, kids, you can drill them over and 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 over again because mm-hmm. they're just going to keep moving, right? Yes. The adults going to get bored. Yes, you know, and, and you need to know exactly
1: what they adult Well, like any, any other student, but especially the adult, what they go there for and make sure that uh, you're going to be teaching. It's part of your, what you teach, mm-hmm. you know, and be straight with them. This is what we teach, how we will be teaching. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, he's going to be expecting that and... Uh, yeah, they most of the adults that they go there, they enjoy it, and but mm-hmm. that's why we have separate class from adults, right? To that's, kids, yeah. Yes. There's a lot of
0: places that lump everybody together, and mm-hmm. I don't see how you can do that productively. I really don't.
1: No, yeah, we have that option. We have the option of family class, but. That's different, a different set, yeah. It's a different set because okay. the parents don't just want to spend time with the kid, right? And they adjust what the the kid's right. going to be doing, right?
0: And yes. you, what you've tailored the class so that they work in little family groups. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's yes. designed around that. Yes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we talked about motivation. We talked about some of your influences. Um, the thing I haven't really hit on yet, and I, I I want to because you're one of the most positive people I've ever met. And I've known you literally, it's 20 years this year. I've seen you pissed off like once. And I mean, I've seen you get irritated with something, but you never take it out on anybody. You know, you always, how do I take this and make this positive for what I'm teaching with? You know, I've have seen teaching classes where this kid over there is just not listening to anything you're telling him to do. And he's disrupting the class. And you never take it out on the, on any you never take out that frustration in a way that it negatively impacts the class. So you always find a way to spin it positively and positively make the class go in the better direction. So my question on that one is where did you learn that skill of being able to be positive about everything that happens?
1: I never thought about it. (laughs) Where I learned that, um,
0: I just, uh, I mean your outlook on everything is you know, uh, you know, hey, I got a flat tire today. Cool, that means you get some exercise while you're walking to work. You know? Yeah,
1: you know, we have to look in, in the beneficial part of the tragedy. <laughs> yeah. I think you know, I, I, during the years, you know, uh, talking with, uh, especially with older, older, uh, friends. And you you can learn that life is you know um, life is to enjoy it you know life is why you gonna be mad of something like it's out of your hands so could be in your hands but you make a mistake it's like okay learn from the mistake and just keep going and 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 uh. Can you say if uh, if a kid, for example, one time one parent asked me, like, okay, this kid is out of control. Do you think it's gonna? You know, I, I saw him. If it's just like take like a challenge, you know, and 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 it's gonna be uh, if he goes to the right way, and and uh, it's gonna be a big achievement, you know, and and. Uh, it's just there are just challenges and, and it gives some flavor to 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 life. You don't get bored that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, you know, like I, that's why it's not routine, because every single time you come to the class, you're gonna face something different. Even you, we teach the same martial art, even for you know I've been teaching this for many many years, and I feel like it's different and and you have to find a way to teach this particular case, and 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 learn from that. And and later you will see that it's not a big deal. It's
0: it's 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 just part of it. So you do, do you think that's the key? Is looking at it on the big scale? Yeah, you know, yeah. This might suck for this one moment in time, but look at it on the scale of you know your entire life. It's not that big of a deal.
1: Yes, well, yes, pretty much. Okay yeah it, it's it's yeah it, it probably in, in that moment that kid is gonna make you feel that you're not a good instructor and you 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 cannot control it but uh I have a pretty good you know experience with kids that it, they've been a challenge mm-hmm. and and uh they appreciate it and now I can tell some of those kids they they are parents and and they come to visit me and they trust me with their kids and they come and you know they of introduce they come to introduce with their 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 spouse and mm-hmm. and, and it's like it's, it's great and it's like okay I think I did something good with this mm-hmm. student even if it was uh, and, and you know one one student told me one time like a, a, like a, oh Mr Morad do you remember when I used to hate you, it's like I, I, I know I, I don't remember, but <laughs> but but ah, oh, you were so hard on me that I used to hate you. Oh, I didn't know that. I I told her, mm. but it, it, I'm I'm glad that that yeah now you don't hate me anymore. <laughs> and 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 it was funny in the moment. And another experience is uh, some of the kids with uh, autism, and. I, he actually he got to Black Belt and he told me one time I visited his his family. It happens that we went to that town where they're living, and um, he's like, "Oh, Mr. Mora, I just want to thank you that you were really patient with me, and and I really appreciate what you did to uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel great. You know, I I never expect that that, but it's a great feeling. You know that." I, I, I never thought that he's going to be thanking me for, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes being, you know, I was patient with him because I knew the condition and but sometimes he was completely out of control and I remember the father was out of control because of him and the kid could see and he just wanted me to teach him and I was, you know, it, it's my job, to you know, to do that and and, and He accomplished, you know, things and he uh, appreciated, you know, the way we
0: we were teaching. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. I like stories. Mm -hmm. So, you've been there for 20 years at this point. Can you share a couple of, like, Really impactful stories like that with us that, you know, things that you remember from a class, we don't have to name any students names or anything. But while you're teaching, like this kid had a breakthrough and it was just it was impactful for you that this guy had, a you know, he, he got that concept or he figured this out or, you know, something where it made a big impact for the school or, you know, something like that. I and mean, you've taught two thousand students, so there's got to be a few of them in there.
1: Yeah, I want you to choose uh, the correct story for now. <laughs> um, I'll pick a few. Worst comes to worst, I can just edit around them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this. Uh, well, I could tell a story about yeah this girl, or another girl who, who uh won, uh, nationals, right? Okay. When she was in, in in nationals, she did a great job. Next year, I started pushing her more because it's gonna go a different level, different mm-hmm. group, uh, weight group, and so it's gonna be this way. And, um, <laughs> and 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 it's like we went to a competition. Uh, that year was kind of funny because one of the st- another the student falls asleep, and we prepare like all these months, and and he falls asleep on a bench, and he. We flew like three hours and yeah he didn't have the opportunity because he just fell asleep uh but well uh going back to this girl is like um i did my best i did my best to you know to prepare them and she was kind of like mm, against that i could i could feel that uh, she was kind of like uh, resisting to practice and to follow instructions and and it was like why? I didn't know but unfortunately she plays in and the next year in nationals but she plays in third and and she was sad because she thought that she could win again and without this put the, the effort into it mm-hmm. and I find out that when the mom says, uh, Come on Mija, tell Mr. Mora that he was too hard on you and and you can take anyone. He said saturate is saturate if I say it's saturating. yeah. Exaggerating in their training. And um well, it was what for me was surprising because I didn't know that, you know. But in some way I feel happy that I, that that happened. That way she she learned her lesson, mm-hmm. you know, and another is like okay she learned the hard way yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah why don't you say something ahead of time
0: yeah
1: yes and well Martin. the other part is the martine that he falls asleep at same competition same day and it was like where's martine's like oh mr mora what time i fight is like what are you talking about let's see what your fight number 147 and they were calling the 180
0: fight it's like you slept through your competition.
1: Yes, and, and you know, it was hard.
0: And that Back then, we were
1: two coaches, and we have seven kids competing the same day. And
0: oh, that could be interesting, especially if they're in two different rings on the
1: opposite side. It was <laughs> uh, a couple times that happened. Yeah, and, but, you know, we survived. Yeah, <laughs> and that competition, we have to, with Scott, Amanaha. I uh-huh, oh, yeah. We have to sleep in the airport. We spent two days to get here. Oh jeez. Stay in the airport. <laughs> wow. It, it was a good story. You know it was you know, we, we yeah. We we fly and they have to it was like over book and we oh. have to stay here and it was like a uh in the Semana Santa how you call it Semana the in Easter Easter week. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was busy, busy week, and but it was a good thing. We leave Sunday and we get here Tuesday. <laughs> uh, the good thing that I have some black belts helping teaching the classes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, actually, you were back then. Uh, yeah, I remember
0: you taking Scott out to that one. I don't remember if I was teaching as I don't remember if I was doing most of the teaching at that point or if I was <laughs> yeah, just helping. But helping.
1: yeah,
0: I was there at that point.
1: And that yes, yeah, I, yeah, it was a great,
0: yeah. Great year. I remember when you got back, you were really tired. Yes. You basically dropped off stuff at the school and said, I'm going home. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah, I did that. It was like, it was crazy. Yeah. A good experience. Yeah. Give us a story to tell today. That's right.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. The, those light bulb moments when uh, somebody learns something and especially when it's somebody who, for whatever reason, they get it, and then other kids take notice, or other students take notice of it, and then they learn the same thing for whatever reason. It just takes one of them to spread that, that uh, I don't know, light bulb moment, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, and the, you were mentioning about be positive and, uh, you know, how you, it's mm-hmm. just like, you know, sometimes I tell it as a joke. Like oh now you have when well, something happened to you in your life it's like a, oh now you have a story you can tell to your grandkids. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, one of one of my buddies who's uh, also on the podcast. I I've been running around grabbing all my buddies first, you know, and then you know some of the people that I can convince to get on here early enough. Um, but uh, he was just like you know his family motto is live the stories that are worth telling. Mm-hmm. So you know there you go. Yeah. Let's see where we're you at. We got a few more minutes on there, so okay. Uh, we talked about positivity. We talked about motivation in your martial arts career. Who do you think has been the most influential person who's not one of your teachers?
1: It's a good question. I never been. You know, I never think about it. It just okay, Let me see. Most influential um, in the in my martial arts career, my martial mm. arts life.
0: Which is basically your life,
1: right? Yes, yes, exactly, yes, (laughs) yes. Uh, Well, it's kinda like, probably good influence and bad influence. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, and out of my my parents, of course, right? My mom first, you know, it's like you can learn in this how to defend yourself and mm-hmm. stay in shape for you because for your health, you don't want to be, you know, too big because mm-hmm. you have a tendency to gain weight and, you know, and it's going to keep you, you need to be, you know, working out. And it's like, okay, that was like influence that, you know, put that seed in my mind that I need to learn how to defend myself mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, stay in good shape and, and another influence, my, you know, like my dad. He, the way he motivates, is kind of like a, make you feel like he doesn't believe in you. It's like, it's like a, it's like a way to challenge you. It's like, yeah. I, I don't think you can do this. It's like ah okay. Yeah, I don't think you can finish a, a career.
0: Well, okay, I mean so like uh yes yeah, so it's the
1: challenge is a challenge,
0: show like, me what you got,
1: yeah, exactly, okay. yeah, and I remember this story one time, like I, I, I competed in this uh kickboxing uh it was back then like uh full contact fight and, and I was only seventeen years old, and uh and Actually, I it was a national competition, and and uh, I get second place there because uh, it was funny. We compete. I I fight, and I won my first match. I go to my second match, and I lose my second match. And then right away they send me to the uh, match for a for a uh, uh, another match mm-hmm. for for to place, mm-hmm. right, and. Uh, what happened was that one of the judges came to me and, and apologized because his decision was not the correct one, and huh. it caused me, you know, to be in second place and still first place. And they said, "Oh, I have too much pressure and that." But well, to go to the to the, I get the I get they give me a trophy. I went to my house, really happy, you know, because I, you know, mm-hmm. I get second place. And of course, with pain in my legs and and you know bruises, and my dad is like, "Oh, how much you pay for that?" <laughs> he was like, oh. you know feels me you know make me feel like oh, i'm I'm not good enough for what <laughs> you know but but i if you know with the years you know you you have to know your dad and and is the way he he was happy inside he was really happy mm-hmm. about it and and they never had the opportunity to really go to my competitions. I think my mother went to one tournament, mm-hmm. and when I have to fight, he, she turns to see the other fight because she doesn't want to see me, <laughs> you know, being hurt. <laughs> and you know, but it's it's how it is. And, and but I think as you know as a son, you want to please your parents in some way, mm-hmm. and, and, and don't. And and make them feel proud of you, mm-hmm. and, and I think any any son should you know think about it, and, and and you know you own most of you what you are to to your parents, mm-hmm. and and they're for you they you know give you what you need to 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 grow, mm-hmm. right? And because of them you are what you are, mm-hmm. and and, and uh, of course influence and and. You know the people around you, but uh, what they tell you influence in the influence that you have around you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's almost like a catch twenty two circle. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, if they influence you; you influence them back. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: and and but but you you know your parents tell you all the time like this is what's gonna happen, this is what it's gonna be. And when with people around you, that's happening is you remember them telling you, oh, this is what my dad told me this is what my mom told me Mm -hmm. and and, uh, you know uh, that's going back to the influence yeah I think there's the main the first ones that influenced me positive or negative I don't know if it's negative or positive but in their way
0: well you're successful now so it's got to be positive long
1: term yes
0: all right let's switch gears a little bit so i gonna give you a hypothetical what if okay so let's say you're back to being 9 years old again. Okay. But you have to pick something else besides taekwondo to study. What else out there do you think you would like to study? Uh, it's a
1: hard question. Like a sport or martial art or Let's go martial arts. Let's go to martial opens
0: arts. There's so many different. I mean, martial arts is a big enough topic, so.
1: Mm, you know, It was, it is just like Taekwondo was was available Mm -hmm. and it's what the the first martial art that I I discovered. Mm -hmm. But I think I will be, I I could be happy with any martial art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, influence for any any martial art. I think the purpose is the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and of course, they're more some of them. They're more fun than the other ones, and and some ones has the competition side. Another ones no really traditional, uh, but I would be, you know, happy with anyone. Okay. Yeah, and I how to I say I, I try to learn from any single class that I take, any single uh, when I used used to go uh, to. Um, these conventions, the martial arts conventions, I used to sign up for this class, for that class, for hapkido, dasilmer, karate, kempo karate. You know, like when they they're gonna teach you specific things, and, and and that helps me to you know teach what I teach and and, and see it from different perspective, and, and even you know why we do this dance, you know, and in judo we do the same, but I never thought about it, mm-hmm. and. Is the same, you know. Uh, one one time, one one hapkido instructor told me, how many ways they can attack you. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, this way, this way, this way are the same. Right. Yeah. Right. Eventually, there's only
0: uh, so many ways a human body can move.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And okay, I'm gonna use this way. Okay. Right. And it was it was it was fun to 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 learn from 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 them. How is fun from to learn from any other instructor and and. Uh, that's maybe judo jiu-jitsu karate or even kung fu you know this you find the what it is the purpose of what they do and of course every single one has a positive Mm -hmm. and and uh, a positive uh, how you say uh, purpose Mm -hmm. Uh, and learn it and and if it's some martial art you think, or some area you don't think is going to work for you, well, it's, it's your choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you learn it, but it's your choice, it's your, your choice if you want to use it or not.
0: Uh, ultimately, it's whichever tool you feel like is the right one for you to use. Exactly, so. yes. I like how you tied that back into everything has positives. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you've been training now for 36 years-ish? Yes. So if we go by my age is the barometer, so <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to you since we've talked about it enough. Um, where do you see yourself going in the next five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years?
1: <sighs> okay, I see myself still teaching. And stretching and trying to keep of course not compete anymore, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh I see um myself keep keep doing this martial arts, keep doing um learn my forms uh go up in level you know um influence more students to keep doing martial arts. I see myself probably seeing my kids teaching at least for fun mm-hmm. yeah at least uh of course i want them to do what they feel like doing and and they want to be a soccer player professional soccer player that's okay <laughs> that's great <laughs> <Even better. laughs> but but um, you know as any kid you know they have the, this uh dreams and I I, I I i hope you know some my kids uh reach their dreams and and but i see myself teaching martial arts and i see myself seeing my kids come to help me uh to teach and 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 you know not on a regular basis probably but hopefully some of them they like to follow the same path and 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 and, you know enjoy it how i enjoy it Uh, you know but i i see my (laughs) grandkids <laughs> you know I, going I, I, I i see my my grandkids uh uh practicing taekwondo and and yeah i hope one day i can be teaching them right nice yeah so keep doing what you're doing keep, yes exactly and right. and just learning from everybody who is willing to share
0: yeah, yeah i did an interview with uh, another gentleman earlier today and uh <laughs> He basically said, you know, for a while, it was just, you know, have have will travel. You know, it doesn't matter if I can learn something. I can learn something from anybody. Yes. And that's great. You know, yeah. I, as soon as he said that, it, you were the first name that came to mind because that's how you've been since I've known you. So yes, we've had a great chat today. You know, I I love talking with you every chance I get anyways, just because it's, you know, we've been friends and all that fun stuff for 20 years. Yes. Um, I'm truly grateful you spent the last hour plus with me. I really, really appreciate it. What I'd like to do is ask you, so we have literally a worldwide audience. And this is going out to, at present when we're recording this, we're at 20 different countries that have had people listen to our podcast. Great. So we have the opportunity to send out positivity to the world. So on that note, what message would you like to send out for them? Um, I want you
1: to, re- well, I want to recommend you to uh, go and find a martial art and uh, learn any martial art. Could be any martial art you want, and, and uh, try to uh, put your you know your mind into it, and try to enjoy that martial art, um, and discover the benefits that they they give you. And I'm gonna tell you really quick. One time, I by the way, I I studied industrial engineering, right? And one teacher, I was given at uh, this, this uh, the career day, in, in a school, and he asked me uh, why I don't do, uh, the I don't, I, I didn't choose to, you know, work as a digital engineer, and I said because I, I love I have the opportunity to to do martial arts, and but if you enjoy you know, doing other things, just choose what you love to do, and and that way you're gonna be living uh, happy doing, spending your eight ten hours a day doing something that you really like. Besides, you know, your family. That for me is I'm I'm blessed because blessed is correct. Blast, I, yeah. yes, and uh, because I I have the opportunity to do something that I really like to do. And I tell the kids, sometimes this like, a, oh, you're just going to do martial arts? No, I have to prepare myself to leave as a martial artist. I need to prepare myself in school. I need to prepare myself, you know, experimenting all other jobs, experimenting uh, because I have the opportunity to, uh, and to work in the fields. I have the opportunity to work as a taxi driver. I have the opportunity... Uh, to work in a farm, you know, cleaning pigs and <laughs> feeding them every day, you know, I have the opportunity to uh, to work as uh, and, and 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 different other th- stuff, you know, and because in the moment I have to do it, in the moment I have to the the life asked me to do that and and put me in that path, and I I I. I have to do it, mm-hmm. uh, uh, because sometimes people, uh, they push themselves to, like the oh, I want to teach for life, but um, you probably didn't experiment other kind of jobs. You didn't experiment uh, to go to school. My parents, well, not my dad, but my mother asked me, oh, you spent this many years studying in this engineering, and I told her, yes, but that helps me to run my school. Mm-hmm. That gave me the tools. To run my school and and to have a successful school, mm-hmm. and that way give me the tools to uh, to me to 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 learn, right, uh, or to learn how to learn, mm-hmm. and and, and um, I I tell my 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 kids you know, even if you want to be a soccer player, and go college. Uh, have that experience learn something there or have a I, I, you want to learn mechanic go and and learn the mechanic it doesn't mean that you have to work as a mechanic but you have that 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 the feeling that you want to learn that just learn it mm-hmm. and for me I, another part that i enjoy what i do is because you know i give the maintenance to my school i you know i am the one who changed the bulbs and well sometimes you help me captain <laughs> <times>. but <laughs> you know i i have to you know do some uh modifications to the do the floor mm-hmm. and and you know put in my hands tools like power tools to do something different and, and I like, besides, you know, martial arts, I like to work in wood. Mm-hmm. I like to do some kind of furniture and, and I like to, and, and you know, I have that opportunity to, to enjoy that. And, and uh, but if I put myself as con- in construction, probably I will not enjoy that much to go in every single day and working in construction and, and all those work, uh, you know, working in wood. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but as hobby is it, it, great. Like I do some construction as hobby. Uh, some remodeling as hobby but you know don't just uh, say like oh i'm gonna do this you know give you opportunity to to learn other areas and i promise that that was that will lead you to what you want to do
0: that's awesome okay so here's your plug your stuff moment so so if people would like to get a hold of you how do they get a hold of you Okay, they can um, email me
1: at amorapim502 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, they can look in our website, com. Well, by the way, they're they working today in that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but Yeah, we have to fix some things there. Um, or you go to my Facebook page and you know Salinas Taekwondo, um, or visit us. You can come to. Right, hopefully we can stay there for a long time. And 502 Pajaro Street, Salinas, California, 93901. And uh, the phone number. A uh, phone number is 831-753-6408. There we
0: go. Yes. Well, once again, thank you so much for taking the time out to do this interview with me. Uh, your uh, friend, mentor, brother, teacher, all of that stuff for the last 20 years plus. I'm looking forward to another 50 years. Thank you, Steve. All righty. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. I love getting to spend time chatting with Master Mora. For years, he's told me to call him by his first name, but that ain't going to happen. I'm happy he took the time to sit down and tell us his story. Perseverance and positive attitude go a long way to changing your life for the better. I hope you guys enjoy hearing his story too. Okay, for the next two episodes, we're going to feature world-renowned artist and creator of the Paxtual Arts Movement, Mr. Edmund K. Parker II, or as he requested I introduce him, Ed Parker. He's completed thousands of artistic projects, including providing diploma design services for the martial arts world and over 2,000 portraits of martial artists. His current labor of love with his wife, Bear, is the Paxtual Arts curriculum. What is Paxtual Arts? Why does it appear similar to some other martial arts? Tune in for the next two episodes and find out. Why two? Because his interview ran so long, I told him we'd have to split it into two parts. It'll be fun. See you next week. Again, if you like what you're hearing so far with these episodes, share the positivity. Ripples in a pond. Tell someone you think might enjoy it. Share around the links. Together, we can give people good messages and help them just by letting them share in these messages. Find us at artistemotioncom slash iTunes, artistemotioncom slash Google Play, on Facebook at Artist of Motion, email pod at artistemotion.com. dot com. That's it for this episode. I'm Steve Zalazowski. Catch you next time on the Artist of Motion podcast.